Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Ditch the clowns on the left and the jokers on the right and join Michael Smirkanish right here in the middle. This is the Smirkanish podcast for independent minds. Gary Kasparov requires very little introduction. He is the world chess champion, human rights activist with lots to say about his native country. And he'll join me a little bit later in this very hour of the program. Yesterday, survey results from Smirconish.com. We broke the 10,000 vote barrier, which for a weekday is really astounding. Should media outlets show Ukraine's most graphic images despite the risk that consumers might stop viewing the news? Very decisive. 87.99% said yes. That was of 10,329 votes cast. Today's survey question is as follows. The wall-to-wall coverage of war in Ukraine, is that due more to the race of the combatants or the risk of nuclear war? Posted at Smirconish.com today is the WHYY coverage of this. That's the NPR affiliate in Philadelphia. I also like Lorraine Ali's coverage from the L.A. Times where she is the television critic Her piece begins this way. The scenes are gravely familiar to anyone familiar with the 21st century news cycle. Families fleeing on foot, swarming border crossings and searching through rubble for loved ones. Journalists reporting on Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Sorry, I got distracted there. Russia's invasion of Ukraine could not help but compare the military strikes and resulting humanitarian crisis to recent conflicts in the Middle East and Afghanistan. But a painful double standard quickly emerged inside of those comparisons. Quote, this isn't a place with all due respect like Iraq or Afghanistan that has seen conflict raging for decades. So said a CBS News correspondent on Sunday. His name, Charlie Diaga. Uh, Further along in this analysis, the sentiment has laid bare again and again in numerous American and European press outlets since the beginnings of the invasion last week. Some of the correspondents going so far, this is actually from news clips, as noting that among those fighting now in Ukraine, quote, they have blue eyes and blonde hair and, quote, look like us. Yikes. The Arab and Middle Eastern Journalist Association sent out a statement on Sunday condemning the racist implications that any population or country is uncivilized. That's another charge that's been made or bears economic factors that make it worthy of conflict. This type of commentary, they said, reflects the pervasive mentality in Western journalism of normalizing tragedy in parts of the world, such as the Middle East, Africa, South Asian and Latin America. In other words, let me summarize 
We've come to expect this of those parts of the globe. But my God, this is Russia and Ukraine. Let me play some of the audio for you that sums up today's uh, survey question at Smirconish.com. This is the aforementioned CBS News correspondent reporting from Kiev. Uh, tens of thousands of people have tried to uh, flee the city. There will be many more. People are hiding out in bomb shelters. But this isn't a place, with all due respect, um, you know, like Iraq or Afghanistan that has seen conflict raging for decades. You know, this is a relatively civilized uh, relatively European, I have to choose those words carefully, too. Not uh, carefully enough. You wouldn't expect that or hope <laughs> that it's going to happen. Is that why this is getting so much coverage? Or is it the fact that there are two million refugees and that the aggressor in what we're watching has his finger on a nuclear button? Is it race or is the threat of nuclear war? Okay, so that was the CBS correspondent here from ITV News is correspondent Lucy Watson. Now the unthinkable has happened to them. And this is not a developing third world nation. This is Europe. This is Europe. David Sakverijic, I think, is the former deputy prosecutor general of Ukraine. He said this. Me, I'm sorry. It's very emotional for me because I see European people with blue eyes and blonde hair oh, being boy. killed. Children being killed every day with Putin's missiles. And his helicopters and his rockets. And so, of course, I, I understand. European people with blue eyes and blonde hair being killed, children being killed every day. Fareed Zakaria with Don Lemon on exactly this issue. Their exchange was the following. I mean, to, to put, put it directly to people who think about this and they say, why are Ukrainians being, being uh, you know, why do we pay so much attention? Is it just because they're white? No, it is not because Ukrainians are white or European. It's because their aggressor, their invader, is a nuclear-armed superpower. That's the mm. danger, that if, if Russia can get away with this, it can get, get away with invading Poland. It can get away with invading okay. the Baltic states. China can get away with invading Taiwan. You, 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 you essentially tear up the rule book of international relations. Is Fareed Zakaria correct? Is that what it's all about? Is it about the fact that if Putin is able to be successful in Ukraine, he can be successful in a whole host of other places, and he is a nuclear-armed superpower? This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. 
I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 Brand Spark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and on the SXM app. In other major news from Ukraine, because there's so much, if you look at Smirconish.com today, you'll see the AP coverage that I went with about the humanitarian crisis that is now unfolding. Buses packed with people fleeing the Russian invasion of Ukraine left two embattled cities along safe corridors yesterday, while officials say the exodus of refugees from the country has now reached two million There is also a great link to a BBC.com story talking about the prevalence of fake news. Be careful what video you're watching and believing. So many hoax, fake news videos in hands of people. And by the way, many of them professing that there's never been a Russian invasion of Ukraine, that this is all television manufactured. There's also the latest developments. I went with NBC News in this regard about the proposed plan to send fighter jets to Ukraine. You know that uh, Ukraine needs air power. Poland has Russian-made MiG fighters that the Ukraine pilots would be able to fly. Poland is saying, hey, backfill us with F-16 jets that the U.S. would send to Warsaw. I continue to ask the question, uh, really, how can we say we're not involved in this in a very direct way if we are now supplying not only the weaponry, but putting together the deal with the Poles to supply the MiG fighters, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. For how much longer, I guess I'm asking, is Putin going to record NATO as being uninvolved? So those are the big developments pertaining to Russian invasion of Ukraine. Mike, you are in Toronto. What's the deal on the coverage? Why so much coverage? Is race a factor? I, I think because it, it affects it, it affects us more. I, I never thought in Afghanistan that it was going to come here. It was never that was never a worry. If Panama invades Costa Rica, it's never coming here. This is something where someone could be. This feels like the '40s, where somebody could be marching through Europe. And it actually feels like it affects people here. And to be honest with you, I think people talking about the coverage being racist when potentially in the brink of a nuclear disaster is is crazy in itself, to be to be honest with you. I mean, I see it the same way, especially your latter point. To me, it's all about the nukes. It's it's all about just how quickly we could wake up to an entirely different world as to uh what's going on james i think sees it differently so i want to hear your voice you're in missouri hi james yes i i'm sorry to god <laughs> it, 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 the, when you asked that question it was funny to me uh you know if 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 russia ask yourself this if russia was attacking i don't know uh afghanistan or european country i mean uh 
a Muslim country or African country, you wouldn't care. Because those are black folks. They're killing black folks. They're killing Muslim folks. People that this country hates anyway. Y'all wouldn't care. Well, y'all care because y'all care because those white folks over there, they're mostly Christian. Yeah, I mean, take, take the uh, take the refugee crisis. I ain't heard no more about them Africans that can't get out of there. But y'all concentrate on those white kids and white women that can't get out of there, don't you? Of course, it's racist. So I want to respond to this, but I just want to make sure that I've given you ample opportunity to say what you wanted to say. And I I think you have Uh, my answer is not the same as your answer. My answer is that in in this instance, that in this instance, just take a look at the plane, you know, trifecta deal where Ukraine needs planes. The MiGs go from Warsaw to Ukraine. We then replenish the supply with our fighter jets to the poles Poland is in NATO. Poland is an ally. If Putin sees that as an act of aggression and decides he's going to respond against Poland, the United States is in World War Three with a nuclear power. That is not something that would be the case in your African example. That's what this is all about. I know you believe that. I do believe that. But it's not true. It's not true. Well, Say if, you. If, but, if this was happening in any other country, y'all wouldn't get no media. I mean, it would be no media coverage. Now, I would no. agree with you if they attacked the uh, the uh, one of the uh, allies. I agree with you. It would deserve this much coverage. But the reason why y'all covering this is because those are white folks over there. Because I mean, it's always white folks. <laughs> y'all always love covering white folks. It's, no, it's in I, y'all DNA. I mean, I'm, I'm really here's the deal, James. I hope it's not in my DNA. I think you're wrong. And I've told you why I think you're wrong. But your call is important to me. If for no other reason than people get to hear this mindset expressed and know this is a sentiment that that some among us have. Uh, anyway, thank you. Appreciate uh, your willingness to weigh in. Isn't that an interesting reaction different than some of the other reactions that we are hearing like this? Kevin, you're in Chicago. What did you want to say? Lord, Michael, I think Putin is so unbalanced. I'm so worried about nuclear, him having his finger on the button. It's, it's, I, I, does, does the previous gentleman have a little opinion? Perhaps it's an opinion, but I think the primary reason is because Putin's such a nutbag. And uh, just a little, as a little sidelight, um, isn't the all lies Putin says, isn't that sort of like Trump-like? I'm, and I'm right up center, too. But uh, I just think that, you know, he's lying. That's like Trump always lied. It's just, it's just amazing, the similarities. Uh, Kevin, thanks for the phone call. Fort Lauderdale, this is Robert. Robert, you most wanted to say what? Yes, Rob. Uh, Robert in Fort Lauderdale. Michael, I, I love that you took that last caller. That's why you, I'm a loyal listener, even though I'm a conservative. You let him say his piece. Um, you are bringing Michael Cohen on. Why not just bring Michael Avenatti? To, I mean, can we bring in some people from the right who are respected, like Molly Hemingway, Peter Schweitzer, Dinesh D'Souza, Terry Lake, Christina Bob, people who have explored and invested time in some of these issues, which are called fake news and the big lie by the left. Bring them on and let them make their case, even if you don't agree with them. Okay, I'll so here's the deal. I'll take the criticism. I'll take the criticism that says you want more conservative voices on the program. I think that's valid, but I'm not going to take it relative to Michael Cohen. Instead, you should be frankly, you should be saying, wow, man, thank you for getting him today. 
and I already gave you the premise. The premise is that the Manhattan District Attorney is not going to move ahead, apparently, apparently, with a prosecution of Donald Trump because they don't think that Michael Cohen is a reliable witness. What a perfect booking to get Michael Cohen on the program, as I will do in the third hour, and say to him, hey, Michael, they apparently don't think your word is strong enough on which to build their case. What's your thought? Well, That's how it's going to unfold. Yeah, that's a fair argument, but I just don't. There's nothing that I can hear from Michael Cohen that is really of great right. value. He's so biased and so partisan. Uh, and and you said so, and and you just got the chance to to say so. I, I I've got to run. Uh, Tom also in Florida. Hi, Tom. What did you want to say? Yeah. Good morning, Michael. I just wanted to comment on this uh, issue of uh, us not being willing to engage militarily because of the threat of quote World War Three and nuclear war. You know, we've been dealing with that threat ever since the end of World War II when the Cold War started. And we've been able to navigate the uh, the nuclear threat through the strategy of mutual assured destruction, which still uh, exists today. And in my opinion, we ought to be militarily responding to Putin conventionally now because He's going to continue to do what he wants to do with the threat of nuclear war unless we call him on it. And what does that think, mean? So tell me what I exactly think, that I think means. That, that means for the United States and NATO to do what Papa Bush did back when Saddam Hussein invaded Kuwait and put together a vast military response to go at least into Poland and possibly into Ukraine to start fighting the Russians and get them the heck out of there because they're not going to stop unless they are defeated militarily. And, you know, we can blow Russia off the map with our nuclear weapons just as they can do to us. And therefore, I don't think I don't think Putin will initiate a nuclear war because he knows that'll be the end of his country and that's that's been the same defense strategy that has protected us since the nuclear weapon and tom you are you are answering this question that is a risk you're prepared to take absolutely and we have to this is no different in my opinion than hitler in world war ii when the united states tried to be an isolationist country and france and britain were getting their rear ends kicked and if Japan had not bombed Pearl Harbor, who knows how World War II would have ended? We we've got to we've got to stand up now. It's Tom, only going to get worse. Thank you for your phone call. Let me keep moving. Lots of opinions, as you can imagine, from all across the country. David, Los Angeles, your turn. Go ahead. Yeah. So thanks for uh, thanks for accepting my call. I think uh, it's more of uh, people think uh, Ukraine as a, a tip of spear. For defending democracy, and uh, it's more of kinship and proximate proximity of the uh, Ukraine versus uh, uh, like African nations or uh, Middle East nations. I have a brother-in-law who lives in Kiev. He's ready to fight Russians. He's waiting for a call from his captain, and he told me he doesn't even know where the location of military weapon is. That's how great these people are. They are ready to lay down their life for defending freedom. I think that's why even Asian countries like Japan, South Korea, they're all defending, uh, supporting Ukraine. I'm not, a, uh, I'm not white. I'm Asian-American. 
I think uh, raise has nothing to do with it. That's why David, thank you. Thank you. Make sure everybody is voting. I, the lines are all jammed, so obviously many can't get through. But the way you can all express yourselves is to go to the website and vote at Smirconish.com on today's survey question. While you're there, register, please, for the daily newsletter. This is the Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian, those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. REMAX agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS. Sirius XM Channel 124 and on the SXM app. Gary Kasparov is the chair of the Human Rights Foundation and the Renew Democracy Initiative. He, of course, is the former chess world champion. He was born in Azerbaijan in the Soviet Union in 1963, became the under-18 chess champion of the USSR at the age of 12, the world under-20 champion at age 17, came to international fame at the age of 22 as the youngest world chess champion in history. That was 1985, and we all, of course, remember his famous matches against the IBM supercomputer Deep Blue in the mid-90s that were so key to bringing artificial intelligence and chess into the mainstream. Gary, thank you so much. It's always a privilege when you're on my program. I follow you on Twitter. Everybody should follow you on Twitter, especially now. Two days ago, you had an interesting, it was a thread. It was a series of tweets, and it began this way. My Ukraine thread tonight is a little different because I want to ask some pointed questions about the slow U.S. response and actions. What is the slow U.S. response and actions that you were referring to? Yeah, I I don't want to sound too critical about Biden administration because we all depend on their reaction now uh, 
to help Ukraine uh, not just to survive, but to defeat uh, Putin's uh, army. But uh, I think there's many mistakes have been done in the past. uh, And uh, uh, even after the invasion, I think this administration is still contemplating kind of a middle ground. So how to uh, uh, find a compromise to keep Putin in the loop. Uh, for instance, Iranian deal. That's, that bothers me a lot. So I don't understand how uh, you can uh, um, uh, keep Russia as a part of this negotiation with Iran uh, uh, while Putin is threatening using nukes. So you want Iran uh, to uh, stockpile its enriched uranium in Russia, and at the same time you know that Russia is, 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 has no reservations of using uh, nukes for military purpose. And uh, Several other things that, that indicate that uh, uh, the, the lines of communication are being open, and I understand the importance of climate change, but right now people are being killed. And I think America should lead the way to isolate Russia completely. It's not just about oil. By the way, I applaud the decision to ban the Russian energy export. I applaud the decision that is being now contemplated to ban ru- Russian sales of gold. But diplomatic isolation is very important. That's a message that should be sent back to Russia, to Putin's mafia, and to all the Russian people, that there is no future of my country with Vladimir Putin. What's your level of concern that Putin would use a nuclear option? Uh that's a tough question because we're talking about uh, global destruction, and uh, uh, and it's all in the hands of one man, as 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 they say. But I think we should concentrate not on Putin's uh, um, craziness now uh, and his uh, uh, his ability to uh, push this red button, but about people who um, who must carry his orders. And I think that's the right strategy to uh, work with them, to make sure that uh, uh, his cronies, his henchmen, Russian generals that uh, that are in charge of operation in Ukraine, Russian admirals that uh, could decide, you know, just uh, whether to carry this order of of sending tactical nuclear weapon to Ukrainian cities. They should all know that that's that's the end. So they, they, they have to decide for themselves to become kamikaze. And I'm not sure that... Too many of uh, Russian military commanders are willing to uh, uh, take this responsibility, knowing that they will they will be next. Gary, he seems like uh, to use the expression as someone who keeps his own counsel, not the sort who welcomes opinions from those surrounding him. Is that your impression as well? Yes, that's why I'm saying it's not about him. It's about people who have to carry the orders, because no matter what he says, he still has to uh, um, rely on loyalty uh, or, you know, craziness, paranoia, fanaticism of of his followers. And uh, unlike uh, dictatorships of of the 20th century, like Stalin's dictatorship of Hitler, I don't think that uh, uh, Russian military commanders, they, they are willing to die for Putin. There's no idea. It's, Russia, Russia under Putin is a mafia state. It's, it's all about personal benefits for those who, who uh, exchange this, uh, uh, their, uh, their loyalty for, for dear leader, for mafia boss, capo de tutti capi, that Putin was, uh, for um, uh, personal gains. I can hardly imagine that they're willing now to sacrifice everything and just to to, to die, literally, almost immediately, if they follow these crazy criminal orders. Sometimes I'm not sure what to believe from some of the coverage, but I have paid attention to certain of the accounts where the troops 
uh, those who have spoken, the Russian troops seemingly had no idea where they were headed or what they were doing. And, and many are not up for this activity, similar to what you said about the commanders who are not willing to die for Putin. Absolutely. It's, we, we have so, uh, so many uh, uh, testimonies of the uh, um, Russian POWs in Ukraine that confessed that they had no idea about Ukraine. And that's why Putin eliminated even the, the, the last pieces of independent uh, uh, information in Russia. Russia today lives in the information bubble. So uh, if you protest against the war, you can uh, be in prison for three years. If you um, uh, want to tell the truth about uh, war in Ukraine and Russian losses there, you can earn up to 15 years in prison. So they try to, to lock Russia from, from any information uh, that, that is arriving from Ukraine, and that's why, uh, because they understand. So truth um, is... is, is, is is an ultimate killer of dictatorship. It's they are afraid of truth as vampires afraid of the daylight. I'm reading some accounts that speak to a generational divide because some young Russians have been able to maintain certain level of social media connection where their elders are completely disconnected from that world. And it seems like in many a house, there are conversations where the younger are trying to educate the older as to what's really going on. What, what sense do you have of the knowledge, if there is such a thing as the typical Russian, of what's going on in Ukraine? I'm not so sure it's, it's purely generational divide, because looking at the demonstrations in Russia, and despite these draconian laws, Many Russians, you know, made to the streets. We're talking about tens of thousands of people that have been protesting. 13,000 people have been arrested over last last week for their war, uh, anti-war protests. Um, and uh, looking at the demographics of those who, are, uh, who, who were arrested, I think, you know, you could see people, you know, from uh, uh, all age categories. And uh, also some older people who remember Soviet Union, they they have a genetic uh, rejection of the war and 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 and, and uh, crimes committed by by Putin's troops in, in, in Ukraine. So it's um, it's not purely generational. Uh, but the key the key, of course, is for Russian people to recognize that this war turned my country into 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 a world pariah, and that's why uh, sanctions uh, uh, and total blockade. Uh, uh, technological, financial, economic, uh, um, coupled with the decisive military defeat in Ukraine, that's the only way for Russian people to, to uh, rise and to just have a final revolt that will throw Putin's uh, dictatorship in the dustbin of history. Would you include the artists, the performers, the athletes who are Russian nationals and now are being subject to, to cancellation? I cannot say it was an easy heart because I am one of the most uh, decorated Soviet and Russian athletes in history. But I think the answer is yes. You you have to you have to cut Russia from from uh, world stage completely. It's the only way to make people recognize that the, the, they have to pay for the war, even if they do not support it directly, but they're part of of the regime. Uh, it will it's 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 so painful. It's so tough, and it's 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 a punishment for those who are not directly you know. A, involved and not, and not guilty for having the war but uh but we need we need the, the, the atmosphere to change i think that's the only chance to actually to minimize the the future uh future losses and and and, and sacrifices we reached a point where there are no good solutions it's it's always you know choosing for lesser evil 
And I believe that, you know, that every day of us, you know, slowing down and then uh, being indecisive uh, in our response to Putin's aggression simply, you know, makes, uh, makes the price we'll pay tomorrow and, and in a week time much higher. What does Gary Kasparov, the chair of the Human Rights Foundation and Renew Democracy Initiative, want to leave us with? What is top of mind for you? Look, um, uh, I'm horrified by what I'm seeing now. I have to say I'm ashamed that I'm a citizen of the country that is committing crimes, though I have been one of the most staunchest opponents of Vladimir Putin dictatorship. But I think watching Ukraine now, and I want to end on a positive note, I think that's a message for Americans, for all citizens of the free world. Freedom and democracy is worth fighting for and dying for. And I hope that the unity of the free world uh, 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 in support of Ukraine could actually help us to secure democracy here, to understand the old threats coming to democracy from radicals of all stripes, and to um, to look into the future that's, that's uh, what will be adequate, when our democracy will be adequate to the, to the uh, challenges of the uh, 21st century. It's not just Vladimir Putin. We have other dictators and thugs and terrorists around the world, and we have many of uh, domestic activists who are challenging the, the ideas of democracy. So I hope Ukraine, by its blood, uh, paying the price for our complacency, lack of vigilance, but also uh, give, giving us hope that the future will, uh, will be brighter. That was excellent. Please come back. Stay safe. Thank you, Gary. Thank you for inviting me. That's Gary Kasparov, ladies and gentlemen. Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Michael Smirconish for Independent Minds. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.